This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today, uh, Drew Barrymore and Dylan Mulvaney totally jumped the shark. You are not going to want to miss this clip. Also, Joe Biden uh, launches an executive order on more gun control. We will get into that and more, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and uh, I want to go ahead and start the show with what is definitely going to be the most ridiculous thing you're going to see today. So if you're a frequent watcher of this program, you know that here we frequently talk about how the trans movement is diminishing actual women, the value of women, the uniqueness of women and the rapid pace at which it's getting worse. But at what point do we just start to blame women themselves, not just for staying quiet, but for actively cheering on the appropriation of their own gender? I get it, all right? If you're a female collegiate swimmer and a dude joins your competition, you don't want to look like a hater for complaining. I, I personally don't agree with the approach, and I think this all ends far quicker if everyone just says, no, we're not playing that game. You can race yourself, pack it up, go home. But I understand the sentiment. But what about the delusional white liberal women who aren't sitting idly by just quietly watching the real patriarchy take over? They're putting these pretend females on a pedestal. How much blame do they deserve in how far we've fallen? I would say quite a lot. Dylan Mulvaney, the mentally ill man who dresses up like a female and calls vaginas Barbie pouches, that's how much he thinks about you ladies. He went on the Drew Barrymore show to talk all things trans and it just somehow kept getting worse. Also, in other news, apparently Drew Barrymore has a show. Watch. Let me ask you about the negativity. How have you dealt with it? And, and what's an approach you take? What's mm. your self-talk? What do you filter? Yes. Mm. How do you... I still read the comments, but mm. there is so much hatred directed at the trans community right now. It's oh, everywhere. No. Oh, no. And I think the greatest weapon that I can contribute is trans joy and oh. comedy and talking about hard is that different than regular you know, joy? subjects and really intricate mm. moments of a transition mm. and try to let everybody in to see that, you know, I'm not a monster. I'm not... Somebody Speaking of that you're not. You know, um, is trying to to do anything but be myself mm -hmm. and be happy. Did mm. not be being the opposite of yourself. I just okay. love you. Thank you, everybody, for that support. Oh I look this at someone like you, and I can't imagine anybody disliking you. Oh please. Oh. Do you know, do you want oh. to know, ironically, who uh, dislikes me the most sometimes? Who? Myself. Oh. Oh, me too. Oh. And oh. But feminine embrace. I guess, you know, you've asked me now, like, oh. you've asked me, like, what I would do oh to combat the hate, right? Yeah. Oh. But what do you do? 
Okay, that's do? a great question. Oh, now, I started you've been doing it a little there. longer than I have. Well, you know, it's funny because when I was a kid, um, you starting with ET, it was the first time I was introduced to film reviews which are basically social media. Okay, well that was really riveting, but we're gonna have to cut it off there. I I just wanna say, she knelt down in front of him and I thought this clip was gonna go a completely different way than it did. Uh, Glad it didn't, but I'm just wondering, is this a thing now? Are we supposed to like kneel for men, bow down to our masters, show them we will always be subservient to them even when they dress up and pretend to be us? Yes. You know, I joke about the 19th Amendment being a mistake, but I, you know, I see these things sometimes and I'm like, "Eh, it's not really a joke. I would be very happy to sacrifice my own vote in order to get rid of all of the crazy liberal white women's votes. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's just, it's a calculation I've done. All right, get off the floor, Drew. Your goofy ass is embarrassing the rest of us. Uh, I want to welcome to the program two members of the great patriarchy that we are here to serve, both Jason Buttrell, chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, host of Heck Off Commie. I, I mean, are you guys feeling really proud right now of, of the work that you guys have done? I mean, we worked for what, what, 50, 70 years on this, this feminist movement to try to elevate women so that they could say that, you know, they just wanted to go work in the workforce and, and, and be paid the same as men because men and women are equal. I mean, they're not, but that's all they wanted. And now here we are, we're bowing down to our masters again. I would just like to fist bump the only other man here. <laughs> nice. Win again, nice. right? We just keep on piling up those wins. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. It was, about, it's, it was a long thing, you mm-hmm. know, but it's now, you know, coming to Established. Fruition. Yeah. Um, I, I, wow. So much stuff to unpack mm-hmm. there. That's absolutely insane. I thought this dude was a, a troll. I, I didn't buy it at first because it was so ridiculous. Remember the whole day number two being a girl? Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, I love those. You remember that, all that? that like, I, I, there was no way that that could be real. And even still, let's say if it was real, I thought that women in mass would be outraged by that. You know, he literally held up he held up tampons and was like, "Oh, I was carrying these around today, but I mean, I, I don't need to use them, but I was just carrying them around. I mean, you know, because I don't have a Barbie pouch." So like, yeah. how how degrading? So he clearly has mental issues. Yeah, be- you think beyond the gender dysphoria, which right. is a mental issue. Right. He clearly has multiple other mental mm-hmm. issues. But the most disturbing thing that I saw in that is how everyone was just clapping mm-hmm. along in affirmation, like seals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, seriously, how do you? We've said this before, I think, on this show, but like any other mental, you know, you know, uh, schizophrenia, Disorder, yeah. anything. You're not going to say, yes, you, you are Captain America. Mm-hmm. You really are. And you did stop Thanos. Like- How about an- anorexia, right? Uh, an anorex- a th- tiny, thin, rail-thin woman yeah. who has anorexia, you're not going to be like, you are fat. You're right. Yeah. You shouldn't eat. It's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Dangerous there. It's dangerous here. Mm-hmm. I, it's probably not dangerous anymore, honestly. The way some of these women are looking now, that might even be more healthy to promote them. <laughs> The body positivity okay, stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we talk a lot about how the, the culture has become less masculine, and it's sort of because we understand that it's bimodal. So as you become less masculine, you're going to become more feminine. And 
part of being more feminine as a society is this sort of like self-serving, like you deserve, mm -hmm. and we're so proud of you, this like very fake performative virtue signaling. I saw something, it was very interesting. Someone took like a, uh, a an average male self-help book and an average female curated self-help book and they did like a, uh, what is it, control F, where you can search in a document for terms. And they searched in the uh, male self-help book for the term like you have to. And it was like a million results. Like you have to do this, you have to cold shower, wake up at 4 a.m. They did it with the, the female one, that didn't come up. But what did come up is when they searched for you deserve. It was you deserve to feel like this, you deserve. And it really illustrates the difference between how I think men and women go about solving problems and sort of adjusting in their lives. And like if you as a man, are worried about like, oh, and sometimes I don't even like myself. Like, get a, like, get a grip. Like, that's not what men do, okay? That is how women tend to, I think, view themselves and view the world around. But you've got this person who's clearly delusional, so they're doing that, and then they're being indulged by all the liberal white women. And the reason that's happening is because of the other problem, which is as we've become less masculine, we've become less able to just call a spade a spade mm -hmm. and just assert ourselves and have courage because people are now very comfortable in just allowing this all to happen because we don't have the guts to say, okay, well, this is not true. And moreover, we've for so long sort of embraced this idea that like it's just a different preference. Like, you know, gay people, they're just like me, except they do gay stuff. It's like, I like rock music, they like jazz music. Well, it's actually, it's not that simple because it's an identity. You know, it'd be one thing if they were just walking around wearing, you know, Vineyard Vines cardigans or whatever, and just, you couldn't even tell. But for some reason, whether it's gay people or trans people, they cannot for the life of themselves stop like performing and doing this caricature of you know what they believe a woman should be like or this sort of behavior that like gay men tend to emulate and because and it's I would not, say there are there are outliers to of, that of course of right. course there well, are outliers. I, I just want to make sure because if you don't say that people are like I can't believe you said that about every single gay person governed thinking right I, yeah I re, I just wanted to clarify that for you Jim. but as a general you know tendency we know that these things are true and it's because it's not just a preference or something it's an identity and the problem is if it's an identity then that identity has interests and mm -hmm. so you can't ever just have like these things in society, oh, they're just going to do their own thing. They're always going to want to assert their interests. And if you're not able to push back against that because you just believe that, like, oh, this is just something normal. just a, It's not. It's something that is orchestrated from the top down. It's a social contagion. And if you're not willing to push back against that and treat it as what it is, then you're never going to be able to win, and you're just going to keep descending down the slippery slope. You mentioned performance, and this was clearly a performance. Like, so, like, you know... Uh, so, and not a good one, no, by no, the way. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, like, Chevy Chase was used to be the most hilarious comedian I would watch. Now he sucks at it, which is really where you just lost it. Hmm. Drew Barrymore has lost it. She, it's so obvious. She doesn't believe that. No, yeah. I mean, normal people don't do what they did, and, like, normal people don't say normal things, like, you know, actual phrases and air quote them and still think that they're being serious. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, when I was a kid and I uh, used to read film reviews. Like, why did you air quote film reviews? I was yeah. like, my name is Drew Barrymore, and I'm <laughs> sitting in a chair. Well, she wasn't sitting in a chair. She was sitting on the floor <laughs> for some reason. The floor. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're clearly lying. You're just like... My, I think my, my favorite part was when she turned to the audience and said, thank you for your support. Like, shut up. This, how did you ever, how were you ever an, oh, you were a child actress. That's right. You didn't actually have to have talent. Um, so so you, you mentioned the uh, the gay marriage thing. And I want to actually, that was where I was going to go next, because yesterday on the program, we played a little clip from Joe Biden being on The Daily Show, where he said that he wants to make child sex operations um, legal through federal legislation so that he said, similarly to how we did gay marriage, so that uh, no states can, you know, uh, you know, prevent 
doctors from chopping off children's genitals and breasts. That would be too mean. Instead, we want to chop more of them off. And so he said, I want want to make it like same-sex marriage. Now, um, he talked about same-sex marriage, gay marriage, later on The Daily Show. And it was very interesting because uh, he was asked when he first supported gay marriage. And he paints a very interesting uh, picture here of how long ago it was that he was like, oh, gosh, I want gay people to get married. Watch. Every auntie and uncle that I have is beyond disappointed that there hasn't been a wedding yet. But uh, but Cardi B is going to marry us, apparently, officiate our wedding, which would which would be nice. But my, my question for you, Mr. President, is... You codified uh, support for same-sex marriage and interracial marriages like, like ours. I'm curious what your evolution was like on marriage equality and what the federal government might be able to do to protect LGBTQ Americans, especially trans kids who are dealing with all these regressive state laws that are popping it's up. their right entire now. identity. I can remember exactly where my uh, epiphany was. Okay. Tell us. I hadn't thought much about it, to tell you uh-huh. the truth. And I was a, I was a senior in high school. Oh, and so my dad was dropping me off. Mm-hmm. And I remember about to get out of the car and I looked to my right and two well-dressed men in suits kissed each other. Oh. I mean, they gave each other a kiss. Definitely happened. And then one went, looked like he was heading to the DuPont building, one looked like he headed to the Hercules Corporation building. And I'll never forget, I turned and looked to my dad. He said, Joey, it's simple. They love each other. Mm. It's simple. No, I'm not joking. Mm. It's simple. They love each joking. other. not joking. That's the tell, and right? It's never been. It's, it's, it's never been. It's just that simple. Oh. It doesn't matter whether it's whether it's same sex mm-hmm. or a heterosexual mm-hmm. couple. They should be able to be married. Right. What is the problem? So listen to your auntie and your uncle. Get married. Do it now. <laughs> Don't wait. Yeah, um, the problem is that that's just like a, a blatant lie. Um, I want to play a clip of Joe Biden back in 2006. Does not appear to be high school age. Actually appears to be much much older than high school age because of course he was. And I would like to play Joe Biden very clearly talking about it's simple marriages between a man and a woman. Watch. The president used his radio address uh, yesterday and tomorrow in the Rose Garden to talk about a constitutional amendment to ban gay marriage. You know, think about this. The world's going to Hades in a handbasket. We are desperately concerned about the circumstance relating to uh, avian flu. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough police officers. And we're going to debate the next three weeks, I'm told gay marriage, a flag amendment, and God only knows what else. I can't believe the American people can't see through this. We already have a law, the Defense of Marriage Act. Mm. We've all voted, not where I voted and others said, look, marriage is between a man and a woman, and states Uh must respect that. Nobody's violated that law. There's been no challenge to that Uh law. Why do we need a constitutional amendment? Marriage is between a man and a woman. What's the game going on here? Huh. Interesting. He should run for office. I, I like the way that that guy articulates himself. That's a good point. I mean, this guy just blatantly lies. But the problem is that I'm, he so clearly has some sort of dementia issues going on. 
does he think that he was a senior in high school and he concocted the story in his head because he's so far gone? Or is he blatantly lying? I don't know, because the guy's so far gone, but also so corrupt and such a, I believe, a bad person that I don't even know which one it is. Do, do, do all the people that support Joe Biden actually think he's an ally on these issues? Do they still believe that? Even in, in that interview, he was asked if so. he could describe his evolution. Because he's a smart guy. Right. What's the interviewer's name? I can't remember. The, I don't know. New Daily know. Show guy. Whatever his name is. Um, he is a smart guy. And he knew that this was not the status quo in the Democratic Party, except what, last year of Obama, maybe? Like, mm-hmm. something like that? Um, he yeah, knows right, that, they sure. didn't, that they didn't believe, that they, they did not believe this. He's describing, when Biden was talking about this story, he blew past the evolution thing and went straight to what, 1960, 1961? Yeah. Uh, and that's not an exaggeration. That's probably the time frame. No, actually, about. I believe it was 1831. It's 1831. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he, in that time frame, there's no way in hell that scenario happened. Right. There's no way it happened. But let's just say it did. That means that he never had an evolution. He just always agreed with gay marriage, right. and he's just been lying. He just lied. To in go along spite with the of flow. them, yep. in spite of them, yep. his entire political career, which makes it worse. Right, because he wasn't brave enough to take a stance. Right. Yeah. But I mean, so like, how are you still buying that he's your ally? Yep. They do, they apparently. Because yeah. they're dumb. Well, yeah, because, you know, he's like the, the cheerleader of the coalition that is doing all this. I don't think anyone actually believes like Biden's doing anything. But I, there are still like kids, you know, who will go to a poli sci school or whatever, and they'll put like a Joe Brandon poster on their, their dorm room because they think it's so cool. And he's got the aviators and the ice cream. And it's like he, he doesn't. Oh, yeah. No, this is a thing. Like kids oh, actually gosh. like, yeah, no, they're they're riding with Biden. But they do it like ironically, not in the way that they thought like Obama was actually cool. They do it more as like Joe Biden is the face of, you know, the administration. Administration and, and they're the ones who are doing all of this. But there's something I think with gay marriage, you saw this in the death penalty too in the 1970s. The ability to like change public perception on an issue practically overnight is very real. And the bad news with that is that people are like basically cattle and you can like influence them if you have opinion curating institutions very easily. And we just don't have those. The good news is that if we do have those, we can like you know, get the ball going back down uh, towards our end zone pretty quickly, I think, because California had a vote on this in 2008, like as a state, California, mm-hmm. and they said, no, we mm-hmm. don't want this. And then less than 10 years later, mm-hmm. it's now the law of the land. They just discovered this right to anal sex in the Constitution, like James Madison, I guess, wrote by candlelight or something. And uh, now this is like the law of the land, and we're all supposed to believe that this is just totally normal. And even our voters now, I think, as a majority, believe that this is like, oh, it's marriage equality. Well, it's not equal. How can, how can that be equal? How can you have the union of two men be equal to the union of a man and woman? Obviously, that's not true. But it's, you know, the acceptance of feminism. Well, if man and woman are equal, mm-hmm. then... Well, they're not interchangeable. Why? Why can't they be interchangeable, interchangeable then? And then if that's true, well, then why can't you just switch teams? Like if man and woman are equal, why can't I just be a woman? Well, you know the anatomy's different. Okay, well they have procedures for that. And well, mine's real. Who really cares? Like we have to have a conversation about the essence of like manhood and womanhood. And unless you're willing to do that and be like, well, it's not just that women have these parts; it's that they have these parts for these purposes. They behave differently, and men have these parts for these purposes. They behave differently, etc. If you're just going to pretend that we're all the same except we have different anatomy, then who? to stop us from just switching teams so yeah good point um all right let's uh this is this has been a fun segment guys <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break and be back with more i want to thank first our sponsor birch gold so if you buy gold right now you will get a free safe to store it in on qualifying purchases from birch gold group now through march 31st they're going to ship a free safe directly to your door 
So text the word Y, that's W-H-Y, to 989898. They're going to send you a free info kit on gold, and you can claim your eligibility for your free safe. Uh, you guys know this. The Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool that they have to keep inflation under control. But oopsies, it's not really working because it turns out you can't spend your way out of inflation. You've seen the impact on the stock market. You've seen the impact on your savings and the string of recent bank failures. The uncertainty that this has created presents perhaps some new lessons to be learned. Hedge inflation by owning gold, whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA in precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. Um, Look, I I highly recommend this. I know we had a a recovering investment banker, Carol Roth, on yesterday, and she always recommends to, uh, to diversify in gold and silver. Just make sure that you're not just letting your retirement savings waste away. You can uh, text the word Y to 989898 for that free information kit and to claim eligibility for that free home safe by March 31st. So go do it. Hey, those of you who are watching this program on YouTube, I mean, we love you, okay? But we would also love it if you would go and subscribe uh, to this channel. Make sure to like, gently tap that like button and um, leave us a comment, you know, for that algorithmic engagement. We appreciate you guys, you know, even if you're watching on YouTube and you don't have a Blaze subscription, which we appreciate the Blaze subscribers as well. Um, All right. So I want to go ahead and move on to what's going on between the United States and Russia, because I, I would be remiss if I didn't speak about this with Jason, former military here at the table. So Uh, The U.S. military did confirm earlier today a Russian fighter jet, they say, collided with uh, one of our drones. This is an American Reaper drone over the Black Sea. This is international airspace. Um, So it downed and destroyed the the drone. And um, this is what what they say. The United States said that this was very unsafe, an unprofessional intercept by two Russian, uh, what is it, Su-27 or SU? SU-27 fighter jets. And they said that the the Russian fighter jets, uh, they were like very much harassing the drone. Uh, they dumped fuel on it, and finally they clipped the propeller off of it, forcing it down uh, over the Black Sea. And I found it interesting because when I was reading this in the United States statement, it wasn't like, "Hey, this is th- you're you're provoking something here." Um, they were very concerned about the dumping of the fuel. They called it in- not environmentally sound. I saw that too. So it's a good thing that even our military, uh, in, in the event that Russia is like completely provoking us or our drones, they're like, oh, God, but the fuel, what is that going to do to the climate? Is this a big deal, Jason? Because, it, it, I mean, this seems very, very intentional. Yeah, oh, absolutely intentional. Um, provocations like this were very, very common in the Cold War. Um, this is a little bit different from like actually causing harm to the equipment. But, I mean, I'm sure they did it. If, there, if it would have been a manned uh, jet, they wouldn't have come anywhere close to this. Um, but a lot of things like this did happen in the Cold War. Uh, you just didn't hear a lot about it. In mm-hmm. fact, the, uh, you know, the famous Top Gun scene where he you know, goes inverted and flips the bird to the, to the MiG pilot mm-hmm. <clears throat> was based on a true story. It didn't happen exactly like that, but it was based on a true story. So they would do crazy crap like that all the time. Um, and those were between actual pilots. This is a drone. So right. I saw a lot of people like tweeting, get ready for World War Three, blah, blah, blah. It's nonsense. It's, I mean, there's, 
you're going to have to have a lot worse happen than a drone getting its propeller clipped and landing mm -hmm. in the ocean. Um, it does, you know, bring up the stakes, though. You know what I mean? It, 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 one side gets pissed off. They feel like they have to escalate. Our government is not trying to calm things down. They're obviously not going to try to calm things down. So it's like, how far do they push? You know, it keeps on going, keeps on going, keeps on going. My biggest issue right now is we're not even making an attempt. Right. Not not at all. We're not making one single attempt right. to de-escalate. Which is what has me so nervous. And I, I'm glad that you brought up our government is not doing anything to, to try to de-escalate because... I see this and look, I'm, I'm not, I, Putin's horrible. I feel like we, every time we talk about Russia and Ukraine, you have to like say, I think Putin is a bad guy. However, um, when you look at the way that the United States has basically been fighting this proxy war through Ukraine. That's what it is. It's a proxy right. War. It is a proxy war. We have been, we're funding them. We're sending them weapons. We're, we're, we're training their military. I mean, you can't be surprised when Russia treats us as if we are involved in the war because we are. So it, it's frustrating, you know, hearing uh, uh, American officials be like, why, why would they do this? This was completely unprovoked. It's like, I mean, was it, though? Yeah, well, they have to paint Russia <laughs> as like this totalitarian state that's headed by this evil bad guy who's crazy and irrational. And right. we have to stop him so that the good guys can win because like American people can only conceptualize like conflict as like a Marvel movie. The good now. guys, you mean the Nazis in Ukraine? I, I don't know. I mean, the uh, Putler, isn't that what they're calling him? There's, like, just Nazis everywhere. That's, like, Hitler's really going to get his thousand years because no one will just shut up about him. Like, he's the only <laughs> historical figure you hear anything about. Um, but, yeah, and it's interesting, too, because the United States seems to be maneuvering for that by even being, like, honest with how their military is. And what I mean by that is they recently put out an advertisement. That was the only advertisement I've seen for anything in the last ten years that actually, like, depicts America and white men in a positive way. It was actually this, like, great advertisement. It has like all these white guys, you know, uh, in World War II uniforms, then in other military uniforms. I think even the revolution was called back to. And they're like charging and it's got this speech about, you know, glory and America and all this stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. I feel so inspired. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's because they want me to go die for democracy. I was like, wait, no, I don't want to do that. So it's, it's like they're almost being honest. Like, okay, we have to retire some of this woke stuff, mm -hmm. get the white people to come in so they can die in our wars, and then we'll go back to hating them. I mean, young men, I would say, they rather than like, trans and yeah. they, they did I did see you said this is the first this is the first advertisement that you've seen from the military at all or just the first one that you thought was inspiring because I did see a lovely lovely advertisement from the military about how comfortable a lesbian was there yeah it was the first advertisement I had seen well actually that's not true the only other advertisement I've seen in like the last 10 years that doesn't depict white people as like bad was one for assisted suicide in Canada I saw like it's like wait a minute why are there all these white people in this commercial I was like oh it's like, oh, for euthanasia yeah, that's why. And then the other one was the military. It was like, you know, white guys like being cool. And I was like, right on. I was like, oh, wait, it's because we, they want us to go to war. My, yeah. My biggest issue right now, I think, with our involvement in Ukraine is, well, so I, I do think Putin, I personally think Putin is a bad guy. Right. I don't know if I'll go this far as to say evil. Um, yeah. But he is a bad guy. <clears throat> the Russian government is bad. bad I've been right? there before corrupt. multiple times. It's, yeah, it's corrupt. It's, uh, it's I guess it's, it's a kleptocracy, basically, mm -hmm. right now ruled by a small group of people that will never let go of power. 
you could make that argument that similar things happen in this country. Exactly. Um, exactly. Which is why it's so frustrating to hear Americans totally demonize, totally demonize, uh, I almost said Hitler, Putin, and not recognize that our country is very similar. Yeah, well, I mean, it's 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 that morality geopolitics, right? Mm -hmm. Where they think that they have to spread morality, you know, and like, oh, they're Im they're immoral, their system is immoral, ours is so much more so, right. so we need to spread it as far as possible. The thing with uh, with the with Russia is that they refuse to accept the fact that Russia had national interests, and that is why they went into Ukraine. I'm not saying it's great to go into Ukraine; it's definitely not. Right. And people are dying, but they refuse to even acknowledge it. So it's almost like it's just the evil, right? Like, I won't go as far as say evil, but they're like, oh, it's because they're evil. That, mm -hmm. That's it. No, they have national interests. Right. They said at the very beginning what their national interests were. NATO laughed at them, and so they invaded. Mm -hmm. That's the story. And so now, for Ukraine, they are fighting for, the, for their own survival and for their country. We're not fighting for the survival of right. Ukrainians. We're fighting a proxy war. Yep. Multiple times now, they're saying it out in open, we are going to defeat Russia in Ukraine. Wait, we? Right. Uh, are we just helping Ukraine to survive, or is our goal to defeat Russia in Ukraine? That that, that I don't want to be a part of that. Right. Um, I don't. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's the weirdest thing. But I think that pushes more towards. I think that, you know. I think the West in general has said, we want the world to go in a certain direction, Great Reset mm -hmm. style. Mm -hmm. And we see two big roadblocks. We see China as a roadblock. We see Russia. Russia as a roadblock. Now they also want to mold the world in their own way. Right. right? So. I don't think either side is great. Right. I, I don't at all. But it's kind of like a pick your own set of authoritarianism. Right. Like, I don't want to be in that war at all. I want to be on the outside saying, no, 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 no. Right. I want to go back to our founding ideals, you know, our freedom. I'll defend that. But I don't want to have anything to do with what you want to mold the world into. Yeah. I do not. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. And I'm not sending my child, oh. who is just about to turn 18, to a war to fight in that. And I don't care if the battlefield is Ukraine or Taiwan or else. I don't want to be a part of that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, let's take a, uh, another quick break. We will be back with more. First, I want to thank our sponsor, My Patriot Supply. So um, we just talked about all of the danger that the world is in these days. I, Jason says World War III is not around the corner, but <laughs> we don't know. Okay, because I mean... Jason doesn't know everything. Well, All right. the power grid's going green, so we could lose power and need it anyway. Yeah, exactly. There's a, look, there's a lot of things going wrong in this country right now, not even talking about uh, across the world. So you're going to need emergency food. And the whole idea between uh, with emergency food supply is that you don't wait until the crisis happens to go pick it up because it's not going to be there. So you have to stock up now. You can go to MyPatriotSupply.com, stock up on their popular three-month emergency food kit. You're going to get $200 worth of survival gear as a free bonus. So when the grid goes down, anytime you might have to fend for yourself, you will have it and you're going to need it. Uh, to see everything you'll get, you can go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your $200 bonus gift comes free with each three-month emergency food kit you order. So you're ordering it for each member of your family. Everyone is going to be prepared. This offer is not going to last forever. So make sure that you go there. It is MyPatriotSupply.com. That is MyPatriotSupply.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. 
Joe Biden has announced a sweeping executive order to increase the number of background checks on gun buyers and crack down on firearms dealers, he said. Uh, he is set to sign the order during a trip to Monterey Park, California. Uh, this is a place where there was a shooting that killed 11 and injured nine others back in January. They say, the White House said, that this executive order will bring the United States as close to a universal background check as possible without having to go through Congress. Because that's what executive orders are about nowadays. Just, you know, trying to go as far as you can to abuse your power without having to involve Congress. They said that they will take steps to stop firearms dealers from selling guns if their licenses were revoked. It's also going to to get the Federal Trade Commission to issue a report on how gun manufacturers market to children. Um, and uh, they have also said that they are going to hold the gun industry accountable by providing the public and policymakers with more information regarding federally licensed firearm dealers who are violating the law. Uh, he, of course, called for an assault weapons ban, universal background checks on gun buyers, repealing gun manufacturers' immunity from liability, which is absolutely absurd. Uh, and... Um, they want to target private party gun sales, I guess. Um, so I hear a lot of, there's a lot of words here, right? Like there are a lot of phrases here. None of it really sounds like it's doing anything. Oh, because they, they don't know it, what to do. Because they want to just get rid of the second men altogether. That's what they want to do. But they don't really know what to do. They just want to cause outrage, basically. So the thing about... Or for the, their side to say, look, we did it. Joe Biden... And there's that, too. Right. Yeah. Joe Biden signed an executive order on gun violence. Yeah, like, say, for instance, the one thing about cracking down on some of these gun sellers uh, that are violating the law. Okay, in that sentence, you can already go after them, right? right. They're violating the law. They should be arrested. Uh, there, there's nothing else to do there, but they're adding in a lot of this word salad, and a lot of this will be in the executive order. Some probably won't be in the executive order, and you have to like do a FOIA request to even try to get, take a look at it. Even that doesn't work sometimes, like what he did with his election uh, uh, executive order. I don't think we, we still haven't seen details on that. Right, right. So, yeah, so I, I, I would love to see what this actually means, but basically what this means is he's just weaponizing the federal government to go after gun owners. That's what it means. We've already seen what the FBI, uh, DHS, uh, all these other people have done to, like, pro-life people. Um, that's this is coming. A lot of this is coming, and it, it should be scary to you if you, if you are a gun owner and you you know respect things like the U.S. Constitution because they clearly do not. These people don't give a crap about the U.S. Constitution. But th this is this is a sign of mm -hmm. what you can expect. A lot of bull crap. A lot of things that don't make any sense. A lot of things that you didn't do, like break the laws, which is what they're you know inferring here. But you're going to have to answer for it. And I hope they get the crap suit out of them for this. Mm. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. I mean, if you had like a magic button that could delete 95 out of every 100 guns in this country, the crime rate wouldn't significantly uh, decrease. I mean, the problem isn't the guns. The problem is who has the guns. Right. And look at like El Salvador, for example. They like got their act together. Why, and arrested. why are you such a big fan of El Salvador now? <laughs> I'm not. You whoa, bring, whoa. You bring El Salvador up every show. <laughs> I'm a fan of I law swear. and order. I'm not a fan of some obscure third world country, some, you know. <laughs> whole country it's that's not I don't mine. think you're allowed to spell it out <laughs> <laughs> I think it works the same way if you spell it out here you go John thank you um, <laughs> it's not I don't know it's just like if it's, we that's my swear jar what? <laughs> <laughs> well There's a lot of money in a, that. a, a random cameo by Chad Prather <laughs> yeah hey wait that's
that's my money. You just broke me off the plantation. I can now say what I want because the, the debt has been erased. I don't have to pay it. But look, I like law and order, and I know for a fact that if we just kept the people who are supposed to be in prison in prison, and then you also arrested a few dozen thousand repeat offenders, the homicide rate in this country would probably decrease by like a third. And, and everyone knows that, but no one has the guts to just do it because they benefit from this chaos because then they can, oh, well, it's gun owners, then they can go after the gun lobby, they can go after gun owners, and that's their political opposition, and they know that. That's why they want to persecute those people. Yeah, it, it's a great point because if they were serious about uh, preventing violence and preventing crimes, they would stop letting these people out on the streets. Yeah, yeah re repeat They're literally re re releasing them. Repeat offenders that they just let go. Right. Gun laws that they already have, which are probably already unconstitutional, don't get me started, but right. the gun laws that they actually already have, they don't even enforce them. Like multiple times, like that, right. that one, sh that shooting here, here in Texas at that church, uh, the guy should have been, something should have happened to him, you know, from the Air Force, but they didn't even check the records mm -hmm. for that. So, I mean, it's like, I, they're going to continue to do this. They're going to continue to make these bullcrap laws, these bullcrap executive orders, little by little chipping away, little bit, little bitty tidbits, little bit, little by little by little, until eventually you're not even really going to have a Second Amendment. It'll be there in words, but there'll be all these other clauses underneath it that basically makes it a dead letter. Yeah, I mean, but the one that always gets me, though, is uh, repealing gun manufacturers' immunity from liability. It's like, yeah. but the whole point of the gun is to, like, be efficient at killing. I don't want to buy the gun that's not good at killing, right? Yeah. Like, so it, it, just, it blows my mind. Like, what, so what are you saying? You're, so you're responsible as a gun manufacturer. You're responsible if someone, uh, let's say, if someone buys a weapon off the streets illegally from someone and then goes and commits a crime, like what the gun manufacturer is responsible there, it's obviously a backdoor way to, you know, as Jason said, chipping away at your Second Amendment rights. Uh, you, you, I think you mentioned just, just a few minutes ago the, like, second-party gun sales, banning mm -hmm. those. And we've gone back and forth with them on this as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you really lay it down, like, what exactly do you mean here? They don't really know what they mean, mm -hmm. but it sounds good. But you're trying to say, like, I can't gift a gun to my son? Right. What about right. when I die and I, ha I had a lot of guns, what if I want to give those over to my children? Right. So are you saying now that that would be illegal? They would be felons for accepting them? For my, my, like, they don't have any answers to these things at all. And most of the times when they're using for examples of second party gun sales, it's things like the stupid gun show loophole, which right. does not exist. Right. Like right. stupid stuff like that. I'm just yeah. so sick and tired of it. I know they use, well, they, because they use this terminology because they know that the average American doesn't actually understand what they mean. Which is why they keep calling for universal background checks. I've had so many people argue with me about that. I'm like, when you go to the gun store, you're already getting the check. What are you talking about? They don't even realize it. They're like, well, it's not a federal system. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They don't even realize it. My, fa my favorite is it's, it's easier to get a gun than vote in some of these states. Right, yeah. right. I mean, it's, it's, really? It's, it's absurd. I mean, I, I did a, a video on my YouTube channel. Well, if you guys are watching on YouTube, the channel you're watching on, that um, that I went to the gun store and I showed, well, first of all, I showed what an AR-15 actually is. I know it's big and black and scary, but like you, you're just, you you pull the trigger and it's just one shot per pull. It's not, it's not a machine gun. And we went through the process of trying to purchase it. And the fact that like, you don't just you don't just take it and go home with, I mean, maybe if you have your, your concealed carry license and you've already gone through the system, uh, it's a little bit quicker for you, but that's because you've already gone through the vetting process. The vetting process has to happen. Um, it's just so frustrating to hear all of these people run their mouths and they clearly have done absolutely no research into what already is in place. 
Uh, all right. I, all right. I'll stop blabbing. We got to take a break. We'll be right back. It's so obnoxious. By the way, um, we're going to talk about Hunter Biden here. Speaking of Hunter Biden, going back to this previous uh, segment, we were talking about all of these laws and checks that actually exist. You know, someone who uh, who violated a, a law about those background checks is Hunter Biden, who lied on his form that, you know, that federal check that I was talking about. He lied on his form. I don't seem to recall seeing any repercussions for uh, Hunter Biden in violating gun law. So it's interesting to hear his father uh, continue to pretend like he cares. But in other Hunter Biden news, the GOP lead House Oversight Committee has revealed a Chinese energy company sent a $3 million wire payment to, of course, a company owned by an associate of the Bidens. Uh, Oversight Chairman James Comer said in a statement that his panel will use newly obtained bank documents to follow the money trail and determine if Joe Biden was compromised. Um, They had been stonewalling for a while over at the Treasury Department, but uh, Janet Yellen has finally turned over that requested material and apparently only did so after uh, Comer threatened to hold a hearing on the matter and conduct a transcribed Interview. So the wire payment was made only months after Biden had completed his vice presidency term, and it was made to John Rob Walker's company. He formed a joint venture with these uh, executives over in China, and now that company is a now bankrupt Chinese energy conglomerate. Uh, and um, you know, it's just interesting because we've got Hunter now who has received all this money. You've got uh, his associate who's received all this money. You've also got Jim Biden, who has also received a ton of money through all of these lucrative deals. None of them seem to have any sort of skill or expertise in any of these, any of these that they are just receiving millions. I guess it pays to be related to Joe Biden. A little bit. The Chinese have this, uh, is kind of going back to how, you know, we'll criticize other people, but we fail to look at the problems in our own system. You know, of course, China's a bad place. They do bad things. Um, But one of the criticisms I saw was how they have their Chinese princes. And so it's like the members of the Politburo, their kids, all become billionaires, you know, surprise, surprise, because of who their parents are. Mm -hmm. We'll criticize them on this end, but we won't even look at what the Biden family does. And, and, and really, a ton of the politicians do it. It's just, I'm sure, you know, the majority of Washington, D.C. is pissed off at the Bidens for being so overt with it. I mean, just, they just don't care. You know, and they know that no one's, the, their base is not going to care for some weird reason, because they hate crony capitalism. And this is, I mean, they're the poster children for crony capitalism. There's no way in heck that he is going to get th- these jobs, make this amount of money, uh, if he's not Joe Biden's son. Mm-hmm. And it's what's crazy is like these are these are these wire transfers are being flagged by banks and the banks are like okay this is either something shady money laundering or just something bad is going on it happened here there was another one that went through a Latvian bank that originated from Burisma in Ukraine uh, that went straight to Hunter Biden these are all over the place the records are there do I think anything's going to come from this no not a chance in hell no no way no. they are. Too big to fail, the Biden family is, mm-hmm. just like the Clintons are. The Clintons, they're, yeah. they're, they're too big to fail either. They can do whatever they want. They are the princes of the country. And 
That's just how it is. I, the, I guess it's the most sickening thing. I, I know they're corrupt. I know it. It's sickening. But the even more sickening thing is that people will still vote for them and use them as their poster children, as the you know the party that cares, the ones that care about the little guys. Meanwhile, don't look at what they're doing behind the curtain and making all this money off of your sympathy. Yeah, I mean, his son is a literal crackhead who like films himself doing. All sorts of things that I I don't I never ha wish to have seen. I wish I could unsee, and like nobody cares, I guess. Yeah, I mean he's an interesting guy. Uh, he certainly is living an interesting life, and you know if even like one percent of that were going on in any like you know Trump family or something, you yeah. would see that oh plastered everywhere. Yeah. So. Well, they accused Donald Trump Jr. of being on coke. No evidence, but they accused it here. We have mountains of evidence that this guy is involved in really disgusting stuff. And everyone's like, yeah, but I mean, you can't blame the dad for the family. That's not, we can't bring kids into it. That's not fair. Like, what the hell were you guys doing also, for four years? Do you think that Hunter Biden thinks he's a victim? Like, he's going around the world just pissing through his dad's money. Yeah. He's got, like, you know, prostitutes and guns and drugs. And he's just, like, a total bohemian. And then the American media is like, oh, but he's, like, a victim. And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, like, a, this, oh, I'm having such a bad time right now. This is so bad. <laughs> so bad. Um, all right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. That's a good point. He's selling art. Former press secretary uh, Jen Psaki, poor man's peppermint patty, is now, of course, over at MSNBC. And she said, she said something, pretty big revelation here. She said, Joe Biden, not a morning person. He actually is a night owl. And uh, he's pretty lazy, I guess. Watch. Now, it's important to note, President Biden does nothing at 9 a.m. Oh. He is a night owl. Okay. So the fact that he is doing this at 9 a.m. anyway speaks to how uh, vital uh -huh. the White House recognizes it is for him to have his voice out there conveying that to the American public. That is so great that we have, uh, you know, just the leader of the free world, the president of the United States, who she says does nothing at 9 a.m. That's good. That's what you want. Personally, I don't want him doing nothing at any time of the you day. You just want him I, doing I, nothing always. Yeah, just <laughs> eat your pudding and stay away from the Resolute desk. How about that? I'm all on board with that. But the funny thing is, Night Owl must mean like 8 p.m. Yeah, yeah. Because all the other reporting before this was that he goes to bed extremely right. early, like right. around 8 or 9. Oh, yeah, he's a Night Owl. They're like trying to turn him into Trump. <laughs> See, yeah, I like that. I don't like Trump. Trump is up at like 4 a.m. working. That doesn't inspire me. Tweeting. <laughs> really? But like Biden, he sleeps in, through like 10 a.m. and he's still the president. Like that inspires me. I'm like, I could do that. Like that. <laughs> Like, he doesn't do anything at 9 a.m.? Like, I've already gone through half my day by then. What is he doing? I'd love okay, but do you have that schedule? I don't, but we should. Blaze TV, where's that boss? <laughs> if the president can do it, so can I. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.